Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the video director for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, and TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show or the podcast. You're listening on the podcast, which just reminded me I've got to start posting these, so I'm glad that I'm <laughs> I'm working through this as we welcome you on into the show. Anyway, I am sitting over here, sitting over there at the helm. It's everyone's favorite Mal Pal. Mal Pal, how are you? I'm doing well. I have such a hard time adjusting cameras. That is my that is my flaw. I still I've been messing with it so much, and now it's still just. But hey, I'm still here. How are you doing? <laughs> Might be a little crooked, but she's still here. Um, just uh, before we get into all of this, a reminder: Tepper is out on paternity leave, so you are stuck with Malpal and I for the foreseeable future. Like I'm talking like all the way into January. So uh, that's a good thing. Buckle up, team, because if you're tired of us, well, you get even more of us now. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, December twenty eighth, three hundred and 31 days until Thanksgiving. December 28th, the birthday of RIP to a legend, Stan Lee. Would have had his birthday today, so... Hmm. RIP to a good one. Rip. Um, this is episode... 1,303. 1,303. On today's show, my friends, big, big show. One of our favorite shows of the entire year. We're going to start off with... Uh, we, we went back and looked at some rankings we're going to do a 2021 state champions uh rankings roller coaster we're going to start at the beginning of the year in our dave campbell's preseason rankings and work our way down into where they ended just to kind of take a look you know we we do these rankings and so we're always kind of interested to see you know how it shapes out and as you know you can't predict everything but we tried um and so we're going to go through those rankings for all 12 of the uil texas high school football state champions and then in the back half of the show it is is time we will announce the 2021 mr texas football player of the year this is the hands down most prestigious award you can win as a high school football player in the state of texas and in our minds in the entire nation and so we are super super excited to announce that so stick with us through our roller coaster ride and then we will get you what you want to know and that is who is our 2021 mr texas football player of the year presented by the tex act texas bowl before before we get there, Malpal, do we have first four through the door? 
We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Daniel Agnew, Rob Hadaway, and Aaron Arbuckle, veteran crew. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. All right, Malpal. Let's do something that is a, a little bit of our brainchild here. We thought of this and are excited to kind of roll it out here. I don't think we've ever done anything like this. If we have, y'all can <laughs> correct me, but we're calling it the rankings roller coaster. So strap on in, buckle up. We're <laughs> going to go see which ones are going up, which one's going down. Throw your hands up, go wild with us. Um, but basically what we did here is we're going to look at the 12 UIL state champions. They played two weeks ago, um, and, and we've got to crown 12 of them. And we're going to take a look back and see in the preseason rankings, which we do every single year, and that is basically like the most excited thing about the magazine is we rank all the teams. Um, we do the top 25, I believe, for each one, um, and yes. then top 50 in 6A because those two are obviously combined until the playoffs. Um, but we're going to go back through and see we've split it into three different categories, what their preseason ranking was, what their lowest ranking was during the regular season. And so for each week of the regular season, we release the top 10 for 1a through 5a and then in 6a we do the top 25 and so we're going to see at what point was their lowest out of those top 10 numbers and then we're going to see what the final preseason ranking was before the playoffs started so yep. without further ado let's go ahead and get started we're going to start off with the big boys here and that would be the 6a 2021 state champions rankings roller coaster so we're going to start off with the largest um, 11 man classification and that would be 6a division one we're looking at the north shore mustangs as they grab their trifecta over duncanville in the state championship now they started off the preseason rankings as the fourth ranked team in 6a division one when we started going into the year all throughout the regular season we rank the top 25 6a teams and the lowest that they dropped was 13 and they ended um, in our final regular season rankings at number seven. Then you go down to 6A Division Two, and again, this is all top 25 here. And Westlake, well, they made us look super stinking smart because we started them at number one. The lowest they were ranked was number one, and guess what? They finished with a three-peat. Coach Todd Dodge goes out on top, and they were wire-to-wire undisputed number one team in the 6a classification so there you go there's 6a moving on down into 5a this one 5a division one how about that thriller that was katie pato over college station um this one a little bit different than what we saw obviously westlake and 6a went wire to wire this one uh they both in 5a this uh katie pato and sock both started out preseason number 13 which I thought was kind of interesting. Then throughout the season, um, obviously when we get into regular season, we only focus on the top 10 teams in each classification. So they would have started off not ranked technically after week one. Um, but the lowest that they, and then the final was Katie Pato eight. I mean that they went out there and kind of just flew under the radar mm -hmm. all year long. Obviously not enough under the radar to be unranked, but they got up to eight and and that's where they finished off the year. And then uh, same with Sock. You know, it was one of those things. We thought that they were the fifth ranked team, and they went out there and proved us wrong in the playoffs. And it, this this is a really good measuring stick of a 
two teams that really got better as the season went yeah. on. Like they started off good. We knew they were going to be somewhere in the mix, but they were going to have to pick it up as the season went on. And from even with the end of the regular season to be five and eight, and then to just blow up in the playoffs, they were, they were that slow cooker that got hot right when yeah. they needed to. Moving on. Moving on. 4A Division One. that was the Stephenville Yellow Jackets, and talk about a team that just wouldn't let us forget them. Starting off the season ranked 18th in the 4A Division One preseason rankings, obviously then that meant that they were not ranked um, early on in the season, and they just kept climbing. They finally got over to um, the number two spot, and that's where they ended the year. And, I mean, at, at week 11 – uh, that was the wrong one. I'm going to say this. Here we go. At week three was the first time that they made it into the top 10 rankings. Um, they made it in at eight, and then they just slowly climbed their way up all the way to the very top. And then obviously – That's you, impressive. Yeah, <laughs> and if you take a look back at their playoff run, that's a team that really genuinely went through the uh -huh. gauntlet. When you've got Argyle, Melissa, and you're having to take down all of those high-flying teams, I mean, there wasn't – I mean, even LBJ in that championship game, they just handed it to yep. them. yeah. So they have one of the most impressive resumes. And you want to talk about someone else who has one of the most impressive resumes. How about the China Springs yeah. Cougars? And, you know, 4A Division Two. they started off at number seven. That was the lowest that they went. We kind of penciled them in, and they they really, really sat there and hovered. And for most all of the year, they were ranked seven. They kind of went up to six and were there for a while, and then they finally ended up at five, and mm -hmm. that was one of those things. Well, if you're going to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they did that. I mean, they you take down Western Stark you take down Carthage, you take down Gilmer. Um, the Both of these, 4A might have had the two most impressive resumes to get yeah. to that state championship. Yeah. Moving on now, let's head over to 3A. 3A Division One. your state champions were Lorena. They started off as a preseason ranked number eight. They kind of died down there a little bit in the early part of the season, and then they steadily picked it back up. Um, in week eight, I mean, they, they came back to number 10, and then by week five, they dropped out again. They weren't ranked. They kind of had a lull there during the middle of the season. We're like, man, how much are they going to get? They really started to pick it up towards the end of the regular season in district play. We get them up to number five, and then, as we all know, they just took off in the playoffs. I think that's so impressive, too, when you can start off being ranked, mm -hmm. and then, because you've got all that hype around you, you dip off, mm -hmm. you're not even in the charts anymore, and then you work your way up to being ranked and winning a state championship, that's super impressive and really says a lot about that program. It absolutely does, and, and then it's funny because you have the exact – flip side here and this is yeah. the only <laughs> other team other than Westlake that was wire to wire number one team in our rankings and uh, we were I mean we were talking about it before the season or uh, at state championships too like I picked Gunner to win and it was yeah. like I'm a dummy they were they were preseason number one right. they never failed to prove that they were not the team to beat and they went out there quietly did their job and mm -hmm. then had an unbelievable championship victory over Gunner and I mean just kind of spanked a team that hadn't hadn't been tested all year long because right. they had been so good and so and it was such an awaited game too you got number one taking on number two in a state championship oh like yeah. everybody was so looking forward to this game the stakes were like super high so Franklin is the only other team other than Westlake uh, both of them were the two wire-to-wire -wire number one teams throughout the year 
Moving on into the 2A ranks. 2A Division One. the Shiner Comanches taking down Holly in that state championship game. And it's funny because this was another wire-to-wire team mm-hmm. until the state championship game really until that regional final game against Refurio Shiner came in as the the number two team in 2A division one in the preseason Refurio was number one and as years passed it's always a coin flip between those two it's right. picking the lesser of the two evils if you will um they stayed Refurio stayed wire to wire number one all throughout the regular season then Shiner stayed number two they met and uh Shiner said hey yeah, about that, we probably should have been number one. <laughs> so they finish out the regular season number two. Of course, that's always a toss-up between those two teams. They give us no doubt that they should be one and two, and we figure out who has the correct ranking in that regional final round. Shiner, year 2A Division One state champions. Then in 2A Division Two, it was Stratford and Fall City in that championship game. Stratford was a team a lot you know, kind of just middle of the ground. We talked about it earlier with some of those teams really, really being able to pick up and play their best ball late in the season, which is what you want. Um, Preseason came in at number eight. That was the lowest that they went. And then they just kind of fluttered in between eight and five for the entire rest of the season. After week 11, we had them in our final rankings at the fifth seed and they go out and just dominated. Mm -hmm. It was a good game. It really was. And then Finally, we're going to matriculate our way down to some six-man ball here. 1A Division One. You want to talk about the wildest. I'm talking wildest path to a state championship. Here it is. So Westbrook <laughs> comes in preseason at number four. We felt like 1A Division One had four of probably the – I mean, that, that top five from the moment that – this season started before the season ever even started. We right. were putting the magazine together. We we're like, man, there's just a lot of hard hitting slobber knocker teams out there that could be in that thing. So it was going to, we figured it was going to kind of be a shuffling game and that's mm-hmm. what it was. Well, they start off at number four. The issue we ran into was Westbrook. If you take a look back at their schedule, they faced off against team number one, team number two and team number three, three. and they <laughs> lost all of those games. And so that's, that's when we're going this makes ranking so difficult because how do you keep basically at that point, they were like one and four, maybe oh and four team at number four, even though we know that they've had the toughest schedule and they've played them really well. Right. You can't have a a zero. You, you can't have right. that sitting there in the rankings. It sucks because it's one of those things where when you look at the, the record, has no one that does not indicate how good of the team how good the team actually exactly. is because you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. So at one point they were uh, they were down there and they weren't ranked and then they picked it back up and then they weren't ranked again and blah, blah, blah. By week nine, they were still not ranked yeah. and then they picked it up and uh, they went they got a final ranking of eight. And then, I mean, they just went out there and absolutely had a banger of a game with May, which was a pretty, I think May was the wire to wire number one team the entire year Mm -hmm. and they just put one on them. And so that was super exciting, but yeah, just super, super weird way of getting to their destination. But at the end, I guess if your destination's a trophy, you can't complain too much. Right, right. And you got the exact opposite in 1A Division 2. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then Strawn was one of those that were going, 
okay, we know they're going to be really <laughs> good. We're going to rank them number three in the preseason. That was the lowest that they went, and then it was just a shuffle game the rest of the way there. Of They go up, they go down, they go mm-hmm. up, they go down, and those weren't losses or anything like that. It was more just margins of loss and everything, but they ended at number two, and they were, they were at number two for basically the entire yep. year, and then they went out there, and Dwayne Lee and his squad uh, got the whole thing done. So, um, so yeah, we can go ahead and take that down now, but the – the main highlights, I think, to hit there, there were two teams that were wire-to-wire number one. That was Westlake, which is feel like is the least surprising yeah. out of anything. And then Franklin forcing people to pay attention to them. I yep. feel like even after last year, obviously, they go out and they lose the heartbreaker yeah. to Canadian. But that was a team that at last year's ranks kind of had come out of nowhere. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, they've got some dudes. And then they, they had some this dudes, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, you you. The other thing about Franklin, too, is, you know us, we're, we're slot team mafia here, but there's a yeah. lot of people that tend to kind of sleep on the slot team just because it's like, okay, Franklin's just mulling over people. I mean, they were dropping 70 burgers on people for weeks and weeks right. and weeks, and it's like, okay, put them off. We'll talk about them in December type of thing, and then they get there, and you're like, holy cow, even going up against number one or two, they're that good. They're great at running it, too. Um, so, yeah, that that was kind of one of those. Lorena was obviously a little bit of a shocker. Obviously, I guess the one that started lowest was Stephenville when they started in the preseason as number 18 and then just steadily worked their way up. And they did it against really good competition. Like, Argyle and Melissa were a little bit down this year, but when you have to go through Argyle, Melissa, Paris, that that's a – district of doom a a regional path of doom you know and so they were our lowest ones but just about everyone started within the top 10 that won a state championship Peyto, sock and stephenville being the only ones that didn't start in the top 10 but as the season goes on that obviously fluctuates and stuff but yeah there's a, a little bit of a roller coaster ride through those state championships it's always interesting for me to see kind of how that works and rankings mm-hmm. are very particular and you can't just it's not a dump everything every single week and start fresh. It's a move yeah. as you go, a steady climb type of thing. And I also think it's kind of interesting, too, when you first see the rankings come out, it's interesting to see how that affects each team each yep. week because each team handles it very differently, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think that's super interesting, No, and you too. hit the nail on the head, too, because people always ask us, you know, like, that's why the magazine is such a big deal because uh-huh. it – that literally what people don't realize is that sets the ripple effect on rankings for the rest of the year. Cause if you don't get those preseason rankings, even remotely close to being right, it's really hard to bump down a team. Like when you have someone was saying, I don't remember who it was. Someone was saying maybe Duncanville needed to be moved up earlier on the year. And we're like, yeah, we agree. But what has Westlake South Lake done to drop, down they you can't just yeah drop a team down because one team's playing really well so those preseason rankings like we take those really seriously in the magazine <laughs> yeah yeah and you, you run into that in college too I mean look at Cincinnati you yeah. know you can't drop them yeah what because they're undefeated <laughs> right you can't bump up Ohio State because they have a better record or mm-hmm. they have a better uh strength of schedule you can't drop a team that's undefeated down. So right. it, it works both ways. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's always funny is those preseason rankings in the magazine, like they, they hold a lot of weight for that ripple effect throughout the year. So mm-hmm. it's always yeah. fun to go back and kind of see. And obviously, just because you're ranked 18 doesn't mean that you can't go win a state championship. We're not saying that this is right. God's written word here. <laughs> um, 
it's just Matt Stepp's written word, which yeah. is just pretty much baby <laughs> Jesus almost if you put it into that yeah. perspective. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I think he's in the comments. I hope he gets a kick <laughs> out of that. Hi from Canada, Steph, or hello to you in Canada. <laughs> anyway, so there it is. Our rankings roller coaster where we took a look at each state championships rankings throughout the season. Congratulations again to all of those teams, and hopefully they all had a, a good Christmas break there celebrating their state championships. Yeah. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope that you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at texasfootball.com. And I believe subscribers are starting to get, if not, they should have already probably gotten them, but we haven't been able to talk about it beforehand. The uh, recruiting magazine, our, our winner rising magazine. With My mother Denver got Harris. hers. Nice. So, yeah, she's reading it very thoroughly right now. Add a girl, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> but those should be out. Um, and yeah, just a reminder, you know, if you're if you're into that kind of thing and uh, want all the football content that your heart can handle, now's the great time to do it because if you go ahead and start doing it in the spring, then you'll be guaranteed to get your summer magazine before it comes out. Don't wait till the last minute to do that because then we we don't control the mail. So <laughs> right now is a great time, better time than ever, to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. And with that being said. It is one of our favorite announcements of the year. Malpal, it is time to announce the 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things in football in Texas, and the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to announce the 2021 Mr. Texas Football High School Football Player of the Year. Mr. Texas Football annually recognizes the most outstanding high school football player in the state of Texas. The winner will be honored on the field at the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Tuesday, January 4th at NRG Stadium in Houston, where the Kansas State Wildcats are going to be taking on the LSU Tigers. If you'll remember, last year's winner was Hallettsville running back Jonathan Brooks. Um, he's now at the University of Texas, making his way down there for the Longhorns. Former winners of this award include 2018 Heisman Trophy winner and number one overall pick quarterback Kyler Murray, 2012 Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel, former Texas Longhorn football running back Jonathan Gray, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, Jaquise Rogers, uh, Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert, and then of course, like we said, Mr. Jonathan Brooks bringing home the prestigious award last year, and this really is the most prestigious award that you can win as a high school football player in the state of Texas. So with that being said, Without further ado, the 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year is, drumroll, China Spring quarterback Major Bowden is the recipient of the 2021 Mr. Texas Football High School Player of the Year. Bowden, a five foot nine, one hundred and seventy-five pound quarterback, to emerge as perhaps the most valuable player in Texas high school football as a senior, running for one thousand eight hundred and sixty-six yards and twenty-three touchdowns. That's averaging eight point four yards per carry while completing 67% of his passes for 1,432 yards and 27 scores. 
His Herculean efforts led China Springs to previously unreached heights, the fourth undefeated regular season in program history and the first 16-0 season in school history, and China Springs' first state championship since 1978, where Bowden earned offensive MVP honors. The driving force behind the Cougars' rise, Bowden led China Spring to wins over heavyweights Carthage, West Orange Stark, Cuero, and Gilmer in the final push for the 4A Division II title. Bowden remarkable toughness and incredible play makes him a worthy recipient of the 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Congratulations to him. For more information on the Mr. Texas Football Award, visit the taxacttexasbowl.com or texasfootball.com. Again, your 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year China Spring quarterback, Major Bowden. And with that being said, Malpal, I believe we are joined by the man himself. Sure are. Mr. Bowden, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. First and foremost, congratulations, man. This is this is a huge honor, and we, we could not have given it to a more deserving athlete in the state of Texas. I've got to ask you, when uh, when Coach Bell told you yesterday, what was your reaction to, to uh, taking home this prestigious award? Uh, it, uh, it definitely took me by surprise. It was a call I wasn't expecting to get, but uh, super blessed. Now, okay, let's let's flash back to uh, about a week or so ago. You may remember hoisting that state championship trophy in AT&T Stadium <laughs> there. You've had a little bit of time to, to kind of take your breath and, and really soak it all in. But I got to ask, man, how how is the town right now? Are y'all still buzzing? What What is that feeling like? Uh, it's a feeling that's kind of hard to explain, but it's it's definitely buzzing, and uh, everyone's pretty excited. Take me back to that game. I mean, to go out there, and, and y'all really just turned it on in the second half. When when was it in that game that you started to realize, like, oh, my gosh, guys, we're, we're going to do this thing? Yeah, pro- uh, yes, man, probably toward the second end of the second half, just when we were just going and dominating them, it was just kind of like, oh, we might uh, we might actually do this thing. <laughs> um, it's it's obviously been an incredible season for for you guys, and 16 and 0, the first time that that's ever happened. Is there a moment in the season, kind of like I just asked you in that championship game, but early on, looking back at the season, was there a moment that you knew? holy cow, we, I've got a lot of good guys around me. We might actually be able to make it to Jerry World to play for that state championship game. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I knew we were pretty good, but once we went and beat Carthage the way we did, I knew that we had a pretty legit chance. And then you, obviously, we read your stat line earlier. You're not just a ground and pound guy. You can you can put that ball in the air. Just a true dual threat player here. Is there one game, and it might be the game that you just mentioned against Carthage, but is there one game of a performance that you had individually that sticks out and you're you're going to be maybe the game that you tell your grandkids about one day? No, uh, no, ma'am. I can't really think of one, but uh, just all the games, we just all played well together and just just helped each other out. And then going back to that state championship game, obviously being able, I can't even imagine the feeling of being able to put that trophy in the air, but you've got an individual accolade as well, being the offensive MVP. When you heard your name called for that and to go up there with Dr. Elza and, and grab your plaque, what was that feeling like for you? Uh, it was it was a dream come true. You know, ever since being a little kid, I dreamed of playing in the state championship and winning the MVP and winning the championship altogether. So it was definitely a dream come true. And then uh, – 
we saw the crowd and I've been to a couple of, of your games throughout your high school career. And it's like, man, the community always shows up. They're wearing that baby blue. What does it mean for you and your team to be able to, to go out there and, and not only bring home a state championship, but now to bring home the Mr. Texas football player of the year award back to China spring. Yes, man. I mean, it, it's awesome to be able to look up in the stands and see everybody supporting you and just knowing they got your back and just being able to contribute a little bit to the community is pretty cool. And then finally, uh, I would be remiss not to ask you, you're staying in state. We are so stinking pumped about that. Right before the state championship games, a couple days before you announced your commitment to Lamar, uh, staying in state, that is awesome. What What is kind of the reason that you felt like Lamar was such a good fit for you? Yes, ma'am. Uh, it just felt like home and the they got a good coaching staff up there and just uh, the environment and the, what they were trying to build is going to be pretty cool. Well, we absolutely look forward to, to watching you succeed down there. Super excited that you're staying in the great state of Texas there with us. Um, but congratulations, man. The 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Um, it was great to watch your high school career, and, and best of luck moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats, Major. Thank you. <laughs> there he goes, the 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, China Spring quarterback, Major Bowden. And, and this is a decision that we make every year that when I'm telling you all that these conversations start at the beginning of the year and go all the way until the very end, we try to take as much into this decision process is a decision that we don't make lightly you hear us talk about yeah. when the semifinalist award comes out you go you go top 25 we narrow it down then you go top 10 and it's like we're sitting there looking at this top 10 list of unbelievable athletes and you're like how in the world and for us I think with the decision of, of, of naming Major Bowden the player of the year he was that guy if you if you mm -hmm. took him out of the picture I'm not saying that China Spring wouldn't be a great team but he was the heart and soul and you can yeah. ask coach Bell about that he's the heart and soul of that team and and we heard that he's a great mentor off the like off the field as well he's mm -hmm. a great student he's a great student athlete um, and what he did and to watch him succeed and to really almost single-handedly take over that state championship game we feel like there was absolutely no one more deserving and, and we hope that the china spring community is is celebrating the career that he had there lamar's getting a good one they really really are a good super one. super pumped he's saying in state there so there it is your 2021 mr texas football player of the year china spring quarterback major bowden we wish him nothing but the best and are very very excited to see him at the tax act texas bowl again that one happening on january 4th at nrg stadium in Houston. Houston against as we uh, put together the Kansas State Wildcats and the LSU Tigers. For more information on the Mr. Texas Football Award, visit taxacttexasbowl.com and texasfootball.com. And now we head over to Malpal at the helm for America's favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Man, how do I follow that? <laughs> how do I follow that, 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 that past segment, That's Mr. <laughs> Texas Football? It's like, hey, it's me now, not... Not major. <laughs> Anyways, we got a quick programming note. Um, we will have a show tomorrow. It's going to be Cruton. As always, it's Wednesday. Yes. Um, but for the rest of the week, we will be off because of the new year. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, like she said, show tomorrow. 
Grev, Grev Powers, everyone's Grev. favorite, our mountain. He will be joining us for this week in recruiting. We'll kind of catch you up on that. Also going to try and get him to talk a little bit of National Signing Day since we weren't Ooh. able yeah, um, yeah. to really get that done beforehand. So we'll have we'll have a lot of recruiting talk, especially kind of taking a look back at those state championships. And then, yeah, we're off. I will be doing stuff with the Cotton Bowl, and then it'll be the new year. And then, yeah, we will be back um, that Monday after yeah. whatever January whatever and then it's uh it's stuck with Malpal and I for three more weeks after that you guys are excited don't lie yeah don't exactly. lie in the comments you guys are excited less tepper <laughs> mo better is that, is that <laughs> the new phrase um, less tepper, mo better. but yes congratulations again to the 2021 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Major Bowden very very uh proud to to give him that deserving award so that's going to do it for us thank you for spending part of your day with us make sure to like us on Facebook facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and follow us on Twitter at DCTF. And of course, see us on TexasFootball.com. Thank you again to the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Major Bowden, for joining us and being our guest. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Ashley Pickle. Vince Young, how about you come pick up your, your award, <laughs> <laughs> your Player of the Year trophy, because it's still here. <laughs> and we will see. Oh, I'm about to drop it. Vince, come get it before we break it. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.